Welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Dr. Kent. And I'm Randy Baker. And on the Thought Leader Podcast, we search the world for interesting and fascinating and sometimes remarkably smart guests who are going to challenge the way you think, they're going to inform you of things that you may not have thought about, and they're going to ignite your imagination as we discuss all sorts of topics. All right, without further ado. So it's good to chat with you. Do we call you Wilbert or Wilbert Carl, or what do you go by? Normally call me Willie because I guess people find it interesting because people call me Wilbur. My name is Wilbert. So Willie's easy for people to remember. Okay. Nice. Nice. And you're WC, just like the great WC Fields, right? So. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> So we're really excited to talk with you. I think for me, the, the, what, what I thought was so exciting and interesting is that you spent a career in one space and a really long career so far for your age. You must have started at about five years old. And of course, you're in the same industry as Randy was for a little while. So I'll be interested to hear more. But then this product that you've created, the Ab Collar, 17 years and you're just you kind of doing everything on your own bootstrapping getting it out to people who need it really excited to kind of hear the story of all this so randy where do you think we should start so 40 years in aerospace is that right correct apu mechanic auxiliary power units for military and commercial aircraft oh cool wow that's a long time to be in the, the same industry 40 years, I think, in that time I've been in 15 different industries. So <laughs> it's crazy. So you went from there. So tell me the story about this ab collar. How did you create that? Well, you're supposed to keep a uh, softball space between your chin and your chest. Well, when I did that, my neck became, it started hurting. It was painful. And so I went out to the garage, got a piece of foam, softball size and put a string through it. That was it. So so you're supposed to keep you keep a softball size space between your neck and your I feel like I, I must be doing something wrong. So <laughs> So you're not supposed to, to put your chin to your chest. It adds stress. Interesting. Really? Okay. And so from that um I'm here today. Um my thought is my theory is uh minimize some muscle groups to activate deeper muscle groups. And you saw my study. I can prove what I talk about. Yeah, really interesting stuff. And so this this ab collar, like dumb it down for somebody. So if you're doing sit-ups, if you're doing anything around ab exercises and all of that, this allows you to be safer, but also, yeah, what, what does it do? It just helps you maintain the distance between your chin and chest. So when you yank on your neck, you put stress over a long period of time. And after a while, you, it causes, you know, pain, discomfort. So by having the collar on, it minimizes the stress on your neck. Right. And it creates a whole different dimension of uh, performing abdominal exercises. And what are some of those stats from that study? So, like, where, I mean, this I, I find really intriguing. 
it's just a space that nobody else is really talking about. So what are some of those stats and uh, features? Uh, the features are just basically it's a piece of foam with material on it. That's all. That's all I did. It was it was it's unique. I, I, there's really no stats. If you look at the um, study that I did, was done by third party. That was as my mentor told me slash lawyer said it was bold. It could have worked against me, but it's mm-hmm. knowing a thing and proving a thing is two different things. So if I'm talking to you, well, okay, you have this product. Well, does it work? You think it works, but can you prove it works? Well, I hand you the study. Now, can you read? Here it is. So you've now set up manufacturing facilities or do you have it made by a third party? Uh, here in San Diego. By, a, by an external party? so they uh, Correct. Locally, so I can keep my hands on it and see what's going on. Okay, cool. Maintain some um, quality. Are you selling it through any retail outlets, or just selling it online? Uh, not at this time. I I decided that due to the fact that it takes money to make money, and so I hold a small quantity for licensing purposes. Can you explain that to me? Because I'm a little bit confused. You hold a small quantity for licensing purposes. I used to be online selling onesie twosie. Now, because I don't have the advertising, quote, dollars mm-hmm. that it takes to push a product, well, I was on a main website, and um, it was onesie twosies. And so to hold a quantity in a store, well, a lot of money comes out of my pocket right? Yeah. until it's sold. Well, I decided to hold a certain quantity. So if someone was intrigued enough for licensing or some uh, sponsorship, yeah. Got it. Okay. Now I can send you the product so you can touchy feel it and see how it works. Because I don't like to say it works for myself or my study. Mm-hmm. I want you to get in your hands and prove it to yourself that it works. You'll find something very unique. Interesting. What I think is so interesting is, uh, so I, I once saw a um, a really great piano player, uh, Tommy Emanuel, play pretty sure that was his name. I feel stupid if it wasn't. But he played with Ella Fitzgerald. Tommy Flanagan, that was the real name. Sorry, I forgot his name. (laughs) Tommy Flanagan came and played an extraordinary, just sat down and played, and it was like just rolling off his fingers. And afterwards, when one of my classmates, were just kids, like college kids, and one of the college kids said to him, said, how did you do this and that and the other thing? He's like, I don't know, man. (laughs) I I just, here, hold on, let me show you. And then he played it. But he couldn't kind of describe the genius behind it that he was doing. He was on giant steps, you know, with with Coltrane. He was so Miles and them. Yeah. So so what I feel like you have that same thing. So it's like, hey, just try it. Or hey, here's a study. Just read it. What's beautiful about that is that the product actually works. What feels like it's missing to me is the story. I'm just itching to hear more of the story behind the product because I think it might even start to sell itself in a way just through the story in the 17 years of sticking to it. You didn't just try to huck it and then, you know, get rid of it. You're not just trying to do an exit. You believe in this thing. Correct. I have a friend, I call him Mr. P. He's a, a quadriplegic. Oh, wow. 
And one day he was looking at me and I told him about my product. And he says, well, give me one. I was like, okay. But at that time here in San Diego, it's really the um, sewing and all the manufacturing, they don't do it here. So I found a little old lady and um, she made me a few and I gave to him. And um, she was jazzed because she had something to do. I was like, okay, here's some money. Give me some product. Here we go. And so I gave one to Mr. P and come to find out he was using it for range of motion because his neck, he uses his neck to guide him in the wheelchair. And so he was, so because the collar's there, it gives him a lot more range of motion. And just with that, I was like, whoa, okay. I copyrighted that too. (laughs) to make sure that it was mine, that these exercises that I was coming with, it's fascinating that most people that I speak with, they use it for something else. They put it between their legs and squeeze, because now you can put a ball between your legs and what happens if you open your legs, the ball falls. Well, this collar doesn't. So now you have a new, a, a new unique way of uh, using a product. So there's discoveries for me as I go along. So the more people that I come into contact with, the more people are telling me different ways of using the product. I love that. And that's, and that shows a real, like a real uh, person or a real thing. You're like, no, you know, (laughs) try it, but you know, it, it works. So we love to talk with people about kind of how they, how they've done what they've done. So, so you, this is all coming out of your, savings and, and paychecks and all that. So all the copyrights, all the trademarks, all that, you've just built this out of love for this concept. Well, Ken, let me put it to you this way. At <laughs> first I was off of money. I was like, Ooh, let's get paid like anyone else. So a dear friend of mine, I told him about my product and he was all jazz for me. And he said, he asked me to quick, asked me a, a dual question. What are you in this for? And I said, money, money, money. I want some money <laughs> like anyone else. You know, hit it and quit it. But he said, if you're in it for money, it's not going to last. You got to want to help people. Remember that, young man. And I was like, okay. So all this time, I don't know how many people have tried my product and, and have got a beneficial result from it. So it keeps me going. And coming out of my 401k, back in my house out, Doing crazy things, you know, because if anything, it might sound crazy, but have you ever seen a U-Haul behind a hearse? <laughs> I don't know, but I like that idea. <laughs> no, you can't take. No, no. Actually, you can't take it with you. So no. all of these earthly things that people you know crave for, I can't take it with me. Yeah. But one thing I can do is leave a legacy to say anyone can do anything they want. It's up to you. A thought is only confined by the space in which it's in, period. What you want, go for it. It's simple. So let me ask you, what do you want with your product? Where do you want it to go? What do you want it to do? I'd like to see people around the planet use my this product at a low cost instead of getting a piece of foam with something that's costing them two to $300. Nah, I think everybody should use it. Why not? I, I'm in charge. So the pricing thing, a lot, I mean, medical devices cost a fortune. So that's what you're talking about? You got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a, a fitness product that can be used by the medical community. That's the beauty of it. And again, 
because I have the copyrights. I know for a fact that it's not in a medical book. They don't give you copyrights. Yeah. So now, now, now I'm going to pretend we're on Shark Tank. Oh, I was invited two times on Shark Tank. Once on the next, the next Edison on the History Channel, and uh, American Inventor twice. Huh. And I told them no, due to the fact that I have a lawyer, and he told me something amazing that woke me up. He says. Everyone on these shows had to sit in a lawyer's office. You you do it yourself because the creativity is in you, not them. I have a product, but I also have a brain, I have a mind. And through these 17 years, I found out that, ooh, I'm just getting warmed up. I get goosebumps. Excuse me. Ooh, get all chilly with it. <laughs> right. So the questions I was going to ask was, you know, what's, what's the retail price and what's your... All those figures are on a piece of paper somewhere. Right. I don't have them handy for you. Okay. But the but the the cost, I like American. Mine's made in America, so American people can have jobs as they should. That's the best way to go about this. No. So we prosper. And if the price comes up a little bit because you want to be fair, well then let's be fair. Okay. So you want the you you want the win-win-win situation. The person making it gets a little, the you get a little, the the person getting it gets a deal because they're paying half what they'd pay for a medical device. You got it. Okay. Interesting. I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> well, absolutely nothing wrong with that, except, that, you know, you, you as the guy that invented it. So I have a very simple philosophy, and that is that money is easy to get. And the way you get money is by doing something that adds value to somebody else's life. Correct. And the more lives that you can impact, the more money flows towards you. So with this product, there's an awful lot of people that you can impact. Everybody who goes to a gym or everybody who uses a home gym, lots of people in the medical community will benefit enormously by something like this. So you rightfully, as the inventor of it, should be able to make a lot of money from it. So, you know, if you were selling a million units a year, you should be making a lot of money. Money's good, but at the same time, I can't take it all with me. What, 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 I have $200 billion. What, what are you going to do with all well, that? Well, you can Being use I, it philanthropically. <laughs> you, can put the U-Haul, you can put the U-Haul behind all kinds of people's... <laughs> Vehicles instead of behind your hearse. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, that sounds good to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's, all, it's all really interesting because you're a very super modest guy, very modest. Thank you. Very simple in in your needs are simple. You're not aiming to do anything massive and big. But when I see a product like this that appears to me to be something that can can help people in a, in a major way. I really like, because I'm a business geek, you know, I'm a business guy, I, I think about money, I think about where the money is. I would like to see you to be rewarded for the work you did in creating this. Oh, oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> uh, me, just getting back what I put in would be fine for me. I have a home, I got my pension, I, I'm okay. But I know a product out here that could help people I mean, I have a lot of stories, a lot of um, of the humping the stick kind of thing down the street. <laughs> the a lot what? of tears. 
Humping the stick. <laughs> What's that? You never heard of humping no. the stick? No. When you see a mountain climber or a hiker, you see the stick? Yeah. Yeah. That's for that's for um, you know, snakes or whatever and help them. Well, that's called yeah. humping the stick. I hump the stick all day long, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. I like <laughs> You're <it>. laughing. I just I love that. Yeah. So what's really interesting is, you know, as we keep chatting and, and I know this is you're not a guy that's on every show and, and trying to be um, publicizing everything and the late night infomercials and all that. That's not you. I think what's interesting is that that story that you have is a hardworking man who cares about people and did this thing by himself with the help of, you know, like you said, the little old lady down the street and, and others, right? So because, yes. because you believe in it and it's going to help you out as well. So I think the, the, for me, I feel like it would be a shame if you couldn't get it out to more people. That, that's, my, that's my position on it. So figuring out how to get that story out there, because I feel like what I, what I see right now is a lot of, uh, when I visited your site and so on, it's a lot of stats and a lot of proof where what I want is the story. Just that simple story. Here's you, or here's the the, the fellow who who is quadriplegic. It's going to help you, and here's how. Well, yeah. I have plenty of videos. I have a video with a, a woman who had a, um, a her daughter had a child that has spinal bifida. Is the spinal word? Bifida? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Excuse me. Medical term. But um, I uh, she said, please, please make me a nav collar. And the baby was like about four or five years old. It was real tiny, kind of bent over. And and I told her, I said, I'm not a doctor. She said, make me one, make me one. So I found out from B again, I had, I put my little, put a little fist underneath the chin and made one. And she disappeared. Didn't hear for her for almost two years. Then all of a sudden on Mother's Day, she said, um, come over and bring me your video camera, bring it to me. I'll show you something amazing, amazing. She was putting it, she would put it on intermittently so that the child would pull his chin to their chest while they were stretching their, their jaw bones because you know, they normally would dislodge them. And you could see her face just calm down. Because she was put, wow. she was strengthening her neck as long as she could handle the collar around her neck. Well, I posted that, nothing. <laughs> I've I've done the thing that you're that you're re- referring to. So here's the here's the magic. Here's the interesting thing. It's the greatest storyteller in the world. If they're in the forest by themselves, right? I mean, I don't need to. Oh yeah, I've been in the forest. (laughs) (laughs) I've been I've been in the forest for a long time. So it's interesting. It feels like a problem in a way of just figuring out how to how to get the word out to the right folks. But it it so if you could if you could kind of wave the wand and say, you know, do you need to reach suppliers? Do you need to reach communities? Do you need to reach associations? Who who are the people who need to hear from you? Hmm. Uh, Good question. Re- rehabs. I reached out to rehabs and um, giving them out to rehab giving them out to doctors or um, fitness uh, community. And I've given out a lot over the last 17 years. And for some reason, 
if I could tell you, is that there's a question they always ask me. Do you have the intellectual properties? I said, yes. And the conversation ends every time, Mm. every time. See, I learned by watching other people make mistakes. So by not protecting your thoughts with the United States government, you see, you cannot sue for infringement for copyrights after infringement has occurred. You have to have them prior. So since I have them prior, well, there's nobody, every time that's a question, I give them the answer and that's the end of it. It's been interesting, but I keep on going. They use the product, chiropractors use it, but they can't promote it without coming to me. I'm just, I'm a aerospace worker with a product that I know that can help people. Let's help these people. You know, you have this product at home and do it yourself. Hmm. Give you the ability to fight back. It changes the body, not the pocketbook. I love, I love the messaging that just comes out of you like water. I mean, so that I miss when I look online, I don't feel that Wilbert. So what I think is interesting is just hearing you say that. I just, I believe you. So I think it'd be really neat to see a little bit more of that person coming out uh, across the board. What do you think, Randy? Business model? It's really interesting. It's very, very... um, There's there's, there's two models here. There's actually three models here. One is to sell sell a product, which is fine. You You could sell it online. You could do whatever, anything. The second is to license it to other people who can put their name on it and sell it through their gyms nationally or internationally. The third way is to find everybody who has a similar product and make them license from you the right to use that similar product. And there's a lot of money in that. You have to um, just go and say, hey, I've got the patent. This infringes the patent. you got to pay me. I have a connection from years ago when I was in the aerospace game who did that with um, with abs. Oh, yeah. So those mm-hmm. ab rocker things, he's got, he owns the patent for every machine that works on abs. And everybody who creates a machine that works on abs has to buy a license from him because he holds the patents for you know, the wheels, the rockers, anything that works the abs. That's how he makes his living. He just gets license fees for everybody that comes out with a new yes. lab product. Yeah. And all he does all he does is watch for watch for that. With this, the patents were design patents. And those are one's ran out and I think the other one, if I'm looking up at that, is I think it's this year. So they can make it. But since I have the copyrights, you can't infringe on my rights. You can make it, but the moment you talk about it, it was too simple. That's what gives me the long-range protection. A patent ends after so many years. Well, copyrights last, I think it's like 75 years after I pass away. That's that's 50? It's 50, I think. And if it's work for for hires, it's 100. Hmm. And I have some of those, too. I did some commercials. The App Caller Genie commercial. Did you see it on the website? Uh, I didn't see that one. Oh, you got to go on the website and watch that one. That one came up one night when I was sitting down. And I always, before I go to sleep at night, I put a pen and a piece of paper down. And 
All of a sudden, I'll wake up and write something down and go back to sleep. The next day, what is it? What is that? And then I look into it and I think about it and come for some more. I love I love that as kind of a last note. I think so, Wilbert. In terms of being in touch, it's really great to get to know you, and I hope we continue this. And if there's some way that that um, we can help you, great. And if anybody listening thinks of some ways to to help this vision get over the finish line, that's great. But where, in the meantime, where can folks find out about you and about the collar? At uh, avocollar.com, A-B-C-O-L-L-A-R.com. Go to my information page, send me some information. But after this, and thank you for actually doing this for me, if you send me your um, address, I'll send you two. I'll send you one. That'd be my honor for you uh, giving me this opportunity to get my voice out. Wow. That's quite a deal. I would, so you, I, I so you, can do, you can know what I know. I work at every day. I'd love that. Perfect. Yeah. So I'll 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 shoot my um my address to you. We'll send you a quick email and yeah. Randy's Randy's got a, awesome. he's got more of a six pack than I do there, but uh but I think I'd love it too. Yeah. I've got yeah. you know neck issues. This can be great to try out. I love that. Oh you'll you'll find something that you'll you'll know what I understand. Which is and I'll great. be the, I'll be the top of your chart in terms of size. I'm a tall guy, I'm six seven. Do you have tall people using it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe yes, <laughs> maybe no. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it got out there, but yeah, to get it, get visibility of the product. So then maybe the right person or the right entity will arrive at my door. Because Absolutely. the only thing I find interesting yeah. about these uh, podcasts is that you never seen the product. You saw the information. So that tells me that you're educated and understand what you're looking at. And that makes me impressed by you too. Oh, thanks. Well, thank you. Yeah, cool. So thank you for being on and sharing that. We'll um, we'll package this up and let you know when it's going to go live. Okay. And um, shoot me your uh, addresses and send them out as SAP. We will do. Perfect. All right. Take care. All righty, gentlemen. Thank you, Wilbert. Thank you so much, Wilbert. You have a great day. Appreciate you. Thank you again. All right. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. This has been such a wonderful conversation today. It was surprising. It was intriguing. It was interesting. And this is just an example of the types of guests that we have on the Thought Leader podcast. And we would love you to subscribe so you get to hear the next issue. Or you can visit our our website. Our website is thoughtpartnergroup.com. And at the top, you'll see a little button that says, take the assessment. In one minute, you can take the assessment and get a response from us. We'll read everyone. All right. Take care. Have a good life. And we'll see you on the next one. Thank you.